When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These are the Keishi Tapes. Uman and Favaz explore the backstories and interviews heard on Keishi, the longest-running rock station in the country. And welcome to another edition of the Keishi Tapes. Interviews that Favaz and I... Oh, hi, Favaz. Hi, how you doing? Hi, you man. How you doing, buddy? I, I am super today. Super duper. Yes. Yeah, well, we're, we do interviews. We play back interviews on Keishi Tapes of interviews that, uh, that aired here on Keishi 95, either done by myself or Favaz or others. Mm-hmm. Over the Doesn't years. matter. Doesn't matter. And then we, uh, we analyze them. We, if we want to make Analyze them, John. Yes, we... <laughs> well, speak for yourself. But, uh, <laughs> so we, uh, and we have a little fun with the interviews, too, sometimes. So, yes. And, and, it, and, it's, and it's always interesting to hear these interviews from years past, and uh, and and then now we know what the future is. Since then, it's always sometimes very revealing of very you know, much so. What uh, very yeah. much so. Yeah. So this is an interview that Favaz did with a member of the Black Crows, Steve Gorman, a good friend of mine. Um, I texted him a couple months ago on his birthday, mm-hmm. um, and I've had several interviews, but this might be the first one I've ever done. It was at the. Uh, uh, on St. Charles Street downtown. Uh, oh, oh, the uh, the ambassador. Yeah, no, 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 not the, the ambassador. The American, the yeah. American. And um, it was in 1999, so it was 23 years ago. Yeah. And uh, I remember uh, sitting down with him uh, under the stage, mm-hmm. you know, just like it was yesterday. I don't remember what we talked about. I remember uh, meeting the rest of the crew and taking a picture with Tim Shine, who was our yeah. uh, marketing director, and um, Tony Boozy. Cruz was there, mm-hmm. I think, mm-hmm. and um, it. I we'll, we'll see what happens. But you know, Steve wrote that book, and the Black Crows and Steve don't get along now. And they, the Black Crows, are in London yeah. uh, as we speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, Steve is down in Nashville and does his radio thing and has a band. And um, it's it's who would have thought twenty three years later that it would turn out like the way that it has, yeah. but it has. Mm-hmm. And the American theater, what's happened to that thing? That, that, I mean, it's a great facility, great uh, iconic theater in downtown St. Louis, and nothing happens there anymore. I don't know uh, if anything goes on. The Roberts brothers owned it. Mm-hmm. Um, and the last time I was there was, gosh, uh, I think it was for a local band, you know, and it was a long time ago. And, yeah. Um, you know, the, the American theater, I mean, it holds a lot of special memory. I mean, the first time I ever saw the Black Crows was mm-hmm, there in mm-hmm, 1992 mm-hmm. or three, you know. Mm-hmm. So it was, it was a, you know, very, very uh, instrumental to my rock upbringing, mm-hmm. you know, that, that yeah. theater. So. Yeah, got, got a lot of memories there. Yeah. All right, let's get to the interview with Steve Gorman of Black Crows with Favaz. And this is on DAT on yeah, DAT. DAT. So it'll sound like it was recorded yesterday. Backstage, or actually under the stage here at the American Theater, sitting right across from me in this nice, intimate booth, is Steve Gorman, the drummer for the Black Crow. Steve, how are you, man? I'm, I'm a sucker for a booth. <laughs> it's all about the booth with me. There was a booth behind So we were, we were sitting, I was sitting across from him, and there was a booth 
like, like, like a restaurant, like a restaurant. Really? Yes, and he was on one side, and I was on one side. Mm-hmm. So, uh, just don't get too close. All right, uh, Black Crows tonight at the American Theater. How many times have you guys played this place? Uh, I think this is just our second time here. You're kidding. At the American, but in you know St. Louis, of course, many many times. Uh, American Theater, uh, let's see, last time it was Mississippi Nights. Uh, any preference to these theaters or bars, or what do you prefer? I prefer anywhere where the dressing rooms are big enough for me to stand in cart and jumping jack position and not bump into things. So, you know, whatever that takes. The size of the stage is meaningless to me because I sit still during the show. But if yeah. you give me a little dressing room, you know, a little space uh, backstage, I'm happy. Yeah, drummers, I guess, really don't have yeah. a lot of pickiness about how they play what, what stage they play like i say they just sit. yeah but you know like uh the drums sound different in small venues versus large venues i mean they can be overpowering so they do maybe maybe a venue sahib he sounds like it didn't matter to him like if you go to a show down at river city casino they got the drummer sitting behind plastic right uh, and it's too loud on stage that's yeah. why they have the like like in front of us yeah, right plexiglass now. plexiglass yeah. yeah and steve is a tall guy that's what he was talking about with oh, the, you know, oh, the jumping jack position yeah. in the dressing room yeah. you know yeah <laughs> record label the record label isn't brand new but the it's new to the black crows and that would be columbia so um what's the, how have the folks at columbia treated the black crows so far with the exception of uh, several local, fe- oh, I'm sorry, <laughs> meaning Joe Schuld? Uh No, actually, who's that? Uh, I remember that name. I don't remember who he was. Mm, Joel Schuld. I don't know. It's it's everything that w- it's it's sort of been like our, we feel like it's the first time we've ever had a record label. So it's pretty interesting to see that they actually can do a lot of good things for you. What happened with uh, American Records, who you were with before? I'm sorry, I'm not familiar with that entity. Okay, sorry. All right, so uh, no pressure from Columbia or anything like that? Must have been a bad relationship. It was. If you watch the behind the music on the Black Crows, which may have come out right around then or a little bit after, they talk about Rick Rubin, who was the producer, and uh, American Records, I think was his label. Mm. Um, It it, it was ugly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Who or what? No, they really, they've been, they've been, Entirely respectful and, and, and very encouraging. Just sort of like, hey, guys. Uh, you know, somebody's warming up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which Robinson would that be, Chris? Uh, that would be Rich. Rich, if yeah. he was, If indeed that's him. Yeah. yeah. It's the best of what you do, so go just be you. I mean, which is a shocking thing to hear from a, you know, what we always consider to be the evil corporate labels and all that, and we finally get to one, and they're really cool. And, and you know, they, go, they do their job, and we do ours, and hopefully the two – you know, coexist peacefully. How how long do they end up on uh, Columbia? Uh, they were on there for a, a good long a good while. while. Okay. Yeah, good yeah. Time. yeah. That was, that was Nothing like uh, hurry up with the record or anything like that. No, actually, we had we um uh we we put it off a couple times. We had we we were originally looking to release it in September, and then we went and started playing some shows, and we're still writing songs, and and. We said, well, let's hold off a few months. And I think they were stunned that, like, the band would actually ask to, to delay something like that. We're usually the kind of band that we turn it in and say, put it out tomorrow, you know. But, uh, and then the more the more we st- we went on the road, we realized we wanted to, the, the club tour we were doing, we had a good time. We wanted to take it to Europe. We wanted to do a lot of things in order to set the, to, to, be, to, to you know, set up stuff so that once the tour started after the release, we could just be on tour. You know, so so things like make a video and and do a lot of uh, promotional, you know, do a lot of interviews and things like that. We 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 held off till January so that we could do all that first, and then once we're on tour, we could just focus on the shows. And they were great about it. I mean, 
you know, like I said, it's actually been very nice. The new record is called By Your Side, and to me, it's kind of a throw. I was going to say, By Your Side is the record. It was the debut on Columbia. Uh, One, I think they might have had one record on Columbia. Oh, that was it. Yeah, because Lions came out a couple years later. The label was V2, Mm. and then Warpaint didn't come out for seven more years, and that was Silver Arrow. And Silver Arrow, uh, yeah, yeah. I, so, I think it might oh, be. Yeah, so, yeah, it quickly went downhill after this interview. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? what? Now, the, the um, Shaker Moneymaker was on, on what label? That was on American. That was American. That was American. So, and how many did they put out on American? One, Because two, that was a huge moneymaker. Well, for, for, for the first couple, it was Deaf American. Okay. Then the label became American when they renegotiated everything. Mm. And so it looks to be like there were four records. Did they? I, I'm wondering if they benefited from the tremendous success of Shake Your Money Maker. Oh, I'm sure they did. You think they did? Oh, you think Hard they, to Handle is a monster song still to yes, this day. Yes. But, but sometimes bands like that, they were so such in debt. To the record companies, the record company says, okay, now you've paid us back. Now you can start making some money. And by that time, you know, sales slow down and, and they don't reap the benefits of the huge. I think somehow they got, I mean, if I remember correctly, the behind the music. I mean, I think the guy came in to manage them and got them all big back money. You really? know, yeah, and uh, that's why the two, the first two records were Deaf American, and the and the other two records were American, mm, yeah. and so it it was different. So I wonder how much much they're worth if you Google in your the black. Well, I don't know. Well, if they'll, individual uh, guys. You well, know. Like Chris Robinson, yeah, Chris, Chris, Rich, Richard, Chris. Okay, continue. Should I roll? Yeah. Okay, let's roll it. The Shake Your Money Maker days, to a certain degree, it certainly isn't like a Morica or anything like that. Was Is that a conscious effort on the band's part this time around? No, I don't think we could ever, we certainly could never go back or try to, and there's no way to recreate something you did 10 years ago, you know, when you were, you know, our first album was one thing. I think this record is, is, is the, the one thing all of our records have in common is that they're... Did this record do anything sales-wise? I don't think so. No, it didn't. And today... How much do you think Chris Robinson is the lead singer of the Black Crows? Three million. Nine million. Oh. Okay. I, I expected so you to say more. Yeah. Wow. So Nine they, million dollars. So they did make some money off that. So that's good. Yeah. 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 Well, okay. Reflection of where we are at the time, you know, mentally and emotionally and spiritually, and then how that all translates musically, you know? And I think this record is just if 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 there's a connection to our first record, it's simply that there's some up tempo songs and that there's some you know the beats on a few things are really straight. You know, it's like rocking. But but as far as the the themes and the way we play and the way we sound as a band and how we feel as people, that you know, there's ten years difference there. So I don't we, we really we don't we don't look back very. Jack, what? <laughs> uh, <laughs> How how much input in songwriting did uh, Steve Gorman have? I don't think he had much. Yeah, I don't think so. No, but he 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 was a drummer, and right. you know he was vital to the band. And he's a guy that really did not take many lessons beforehand. He was just naturally good. Wow, you know to to, hear, to read the book and to hear him talk about who he drummed for before the Black Crows, I was just like, 
Well, this guy basically just stepped in and started playing drums. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was he close friends with some of the guys yeah, in the band beforehand? Is that how? Chris and Rich. Oh, so that's probably yeah. how he got the job. Okay. Yeah. Can you play drums? I think so. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think that's how it was. Uh, I think that's a pretty dangerous thing to do. We're really happy where we are right now. Talking to Steve Gorman of the Black Crows, the drummer, and uh, this time around you have two new members of the band. Uh, they were here in September, though, at Mississippi Nights. Uh, tell everybody, first of all, what happened to Mark Ford? Why did he leave the band? Uh, the guitar player. Uh, Mark left the band because, he, well, Mark was fired. Um, that that was a long... Mark and Johnny both, you know, they, they both left the band for very different reasons, but those kind of things were developing over time. It's not instant... It's not overnight decisions or, you know, uh, Mark had just sort of lost his way, as you might say. And he was, he was, uh, his playing was not up to par. And he did have, you know, it's no secret, Mark did have a, a, a serious drug problem. He had a drinking problem. And, and you can offer to help people all you, all you can. And until they're ready to help themselves, you're looking at a, you know, it's just, it just wasn't going to go anywhere. And you can only draw a line in the sand so many times before you finally say, okay, it's in the way and it's a serious problem. And it's, and once it's a problem for the whole band, it's time for a change. And, uh, you know, the epilogue is is nice because we, we let Mark go and he cleaned up and he's he's a healthy, happy guy now. He got his life back together in a lot of ways. And I don't think it would have been possible to if he hadn't sort of had that kick in the ass, which is what he needed, you know. And and uh, it's it's always a lot better to have an ex-guitarist than a dead guitarist. And that's kind of where that was headed. So mm. it's it's much better for him. And it's much well, it's well put, you know, yeah. and then Mark uh, came on my show. Mark Ford uh, came on my show when he was playing solo uh, downtown St. Louis, maybe I, I don't remember where. But it, it was a big thrill for me to to meet him at that time. And, yeah, he had a heroin problem. Oh, I mean, it was that, heroin. Oh, yeah. Oh, he that, said that, alcohol. That was, well, he has, he said yeah. alcohol and drugs, I think. But oh, yeah, yeah, but it, it yeah. in the book, I, I think he talked about Mark quite a bit, and he talks about Johnny quite a bit too. Did Ford ever come back to the to the yes. into the fold? Okay, yes. I thought so. Yeah. Yes, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And is he still with them today? Nope, no, he's not. Okay. Mm-mm. Guitarist is Audley Freed, who used to be, Casey listeners would know, from Cry of Love, a great band. And uh, how's Audley oh, yeah. working out? Yeah. Uh, pretty cool? Audley is sensational. Wait, we, wait, 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 wait. What happened here? I, I missed so it. he took the place, Audley Freed took the place of Mark Ford. Okay. And he used to be in Cry of Love yeah. that, that we both know. Yeah, what was that song from Cry of Love oh, that we man, played? It was, it a, was good a good one. Song. It was a yeah. really good song. It's gone. Uh, Nobody plays it. No. Yeah. No, I think I, I've played them on the uh, seventh day, I think. Uh, Peace Pipe. Peace Pipe. Peace Pipe was the song. And, yes, uh, yes. Don't, you know, and it, he was he was cool. Mm. And uh, he took Mark Ford's place. Oh, okay. Yeah. You know, we were due a couple of good breaks, and we certainly got them with Audley and Sven. Audley's fantastic. And, you know, he's a good North Carolina boy, so he fits right in. And what about your uh, new bass player? Uh, Sven Pippian uh, is, a, is a – he's an old friend of ours. He and Chris go back to, like, high school. He, he – played in a rival band chris and rich had their high school band and he was in his and they used to sort of compete for the same you know underclassmen i guess um but uh you know they but then and then i i played in a band with sven in 1987 like my first band and it was his first band actually as a bass player you know we played together back then and, and we spent the next 10 years bumping into each other saying hey we should get together and play again sometime so you know, when, when, when Johnny left the band, I mean, he was the only guy we even considered. You know, like, luckily, we know a great bass player in Atlanta. So we called Sven, and that was it. He came. Sven is still with them today. 
yes. is back with them today. From North Carolina, and his first name is Sven. No, that's oh. oddly. Oh, that's uh, oddly. The, the yeah, Sven right. is from uh, Atlanta. And from Atlanta. Yeah. 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 Still. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sven from Atlanta. He was rich and myself for about nine minutes, and we thought, okay, that was good. Like I said, a couple of good breaks were due, and we got them with those two guys. Now, your old bass player, Johnny Colt, didn't you tell me uh, last time that we talked back in September, is he a potato farmer or something like that? What did you tell me he was doing? <laughs> I did not say that he was a potato <laughs> farmer. Come on. The guy's a friend of ours. What are you trying to do to me? No, you, you were saying something. He, he got religious or something? He did not get religious. He's, 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 he's teaching. He's still a heathen. <laughs> Listen to his laughter. What is this? No, that's what he's doing. I mean, he 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 got into yoga like four or five years ago, and he really really got into it, and that's that's what he's doing now. And I I hear that he's you know playing some music, but I don't know much about that. But I know that he's he's he takes that very seriously, and that's that's the kind of thing that you know that's a serious that's a lifestyle, and and that lifestyle and and being in the Black Crows really don't seem to they didn't seem to make much sense. So well, that, I mean, it was just extreme going from the Black. So Steve and Johnny Colt are really good friends, even to this day. I mean, I think they are. And uh, he, he he liked having, Steve liked having Johnny in the band, mm-hmm. you know, and pretty much what he did, you know, he his Oof. lifestyle didn't jive with the Black Crow's lifestyle. So Because he got into yoga? Uh, I think he wanted out. I'm oh. tr- trying to remember now the book. Yeah. You know, I'm going to text Steve and tell him that he, he's going to be on the Casey tapes and okay. that, that we that we yeah, talked about yeah. it. But hi, Steve. Uh, but... <laughs> um, I don't remember. I, I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, if you're the drummer and the bass player, you're the rhythm section of the band, yes. so it's it's important that they yeah, have a connection. He, he really so, liked Johnny. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I understand. I mean, I mean, you know, if I get over and get my get my toes once a day, I feel pretty good. That guy's, you know, doing some figure eights and stuff in the closet. Who knows? <laughs> all right, now personally, uh, well, and you and and the other guys, if you want to speak for them, have you guys slowed down at all as far as the partying goes? Because I mean, you you know, you guys have Uh-oh. that reputation. Um, of, of that. Oh, I didn't know they had that. that oh, well, kind Chris of does. Chris has a major reputation. Yeah. Rich has not never smoked pot. Mm-hmm. Steve is not a big partier. I I, I think mm-hmm. you know, but but Chris was the one that always had the reputation. Yeah. So see what he says. Um, I really don't know how to address that. If no, I think everybody. Well, you know, what one man's slowing down is another man's just you know just getting on the. <laughs> What do you say? Easing into fourth gear and and, and pacing yourself. I don't know. Um, Cruise control. Yeah, that's that's what I was looking for. That button on the steering wheel. Um, no, I think you know as you get older and and hopefully you know the point is to also get wiser. So I think that we've uh, I think we've done a pretty good job of that. I mean, you know what is normal to us probably isn't what everyone else does in a given day. But is that what split the Robinson brothers up? Uh, drugs. Yeah, that Chris was partying yes, hard. And yes, that brother. was one of the reasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What was another reason? Money. Um, Chris never. Chris was um, very difficult to get along with. Yeah. Still, I mean, I, I money talks. You know, yeah. now right. him and Richard are back together. But but Chris would never want to play the hits. He'd want to play obscure stuff in concert mm. and yeah. things like that. And, you know, here's a band that, that, that has some hits and has some other songs that are really good too, mm-hmm. but uh, he would uh, he would play covers, and, and if you read the book, it's it comes out. Didn't Chris yeah. join Bad Company? Rich, Rich did. did. Rich joined Bad Rich Company. Did. I keep getting them mixed up. Yeah. Yeah, Rich, Rich plays guitar, Chris sings. Yes, yeah. yes, and uh, Rich played Bad Company. He was on that tour that yeah, I, yeah, I that saw we him. saw here. Yeah.
And yeah. He did a great job. He, he's a really good guitar player. Yeah. But but you know he uh, he uh, I, I I learned about him in Steve's book. You know uh, Jimmy Page of Led Zeppelin. You know when when they yeah when they did right. that thing. You know they. Jimmy said, "Hey, why don't uh, why don't we make a record together? I've got some I've got some songs, you know." And Rich said, "No, we don't need them." <laughs> and I was like, "Wow, you even if you don't need them, you the the way that yeah. he dissed Jimmy Page and Jimmy Page quit the, the the tour the next day, blamed it on his back. That yeah. was from Steve's book. Wow, yeah." Interesting. Yep. It's still the focus is it's it's never been, you know, our partying and our reputation. That's never been like a gratuitous thing. It's always, you know, the focus of this band is still always the gig and it's still always the music. So, you know, what what happens in the course of a day to get you to the stage is what what that is. And if that's if that's going for a run or if that's having a couple drinks or if it's whatever it is, you know, that's that's what everybody does. This is not you can see us right here. There's not a lot of partying happening right now, folks. There's, but there is some hot sauce on the table, so you know, and some ketchup. So you never know what's going to happen. Um, so this is still fun for you, then, being out on the road as much as you guys are. Yeah, this has been the most fun for me personally. I think the last year, year and a half, has been the most fun I've ever had in this band. And I, I think everybody would actually say the same thing. I know we say it to each other, so I don't know why they wouldn't tell you that. All right, good enough. Steve Gorman. They know something I don't know. (laughs) Steve Gorman, the drummer for the Black Crows, thanks for taking time to talk to us. And once again, the record is called By Your Side, and the show should start uh, about 8 o'clock. Is it an opening act tonight? Yes, a band called Moke from London, England. Okay, so opening band and then the Black Crows. And Steve, once again, thanks for coming by and uh, uh, knock them dead tonight. I'll give it a shot. Okay. (laughs) So so he records a uh, a thing for me there. Oh, okay. I, I don't know if you... <clears throat> Rattle, those. Rattle these off. Yeah. Oh, you're listening to the best classic rock and the best new rock. Oh, I remember that phraseology? Yeah, oh, best yeah. classic rock and the, the best, best new, new rock. rock. Yeah, yeah. She. I think I had them written down. Generic. Generic. Hey, this is Steve Gorman from the Black Crows. <laughs> you're listening to the best classic rock. What? He said, generic. <laughs> That's how I had oh, that yeah, one written. written. Yeah, generic. <laughs> generic. Reads whatever's on the paper. I can relate. Casey 95. Blood drive. <laughs> this is Steve Gorman of the Black Crows asking you to rock and roll up your sleeve during the Casey Red Cross blood drive. And we have since stopped with the Red Cross. Oh, that's right. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Missouri Valley. Now. Yeah. Well, now the Impact Life. Oh, Impact Life. Yeah, that's oh. the that's their name. Oh, I'll be darn. Yeah. <laughs> Who writes these things? <laughs> I do. I did. Yeah. Favaz did. Yeah, I did, Steve. <laughs> Day. Hey, this is Steve Gorman from the Black Crows, wishing Casey ninety-five a very happy birthday. Holiday. Hey, this is Steve Gorman of the Black Crows on KC95, wishing you the best of holidays. And remember, don't drink and drive. Like my bandmates. Yes. At least on the highway. <laughs> no. <laughs> hey, this is Steve Gorman of the Black Crows, and the KC ticket window is now open. Remember the ticket window? Yeah. It was, yeah. It was a morning show thing. Yeah. Was it just a morning show thing? I think it was. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Feel like, you know, they had to get there and get tickets. I'm just doing what I can. Hey, this is Steve Gorman of the Black Crows, and you're listening to the Bob and Tom Show on <gasps> KC95. Wow. wow. The Bob and Tom Show. What year was this again? 99. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right in the middle of it. Yep. Yeah. I have two brothers. are named Bob and Tom. Really? Here we go. Here we go.
Steve Gorman. You're listening to Favaz. Favaz. I, I, I heard that at first, and I was like, hmm, Favaz. <laughs> Another rock star who's enamored he by Favaz. But yes, he does like my name. He doesn't make fun of it, I don't think. Yeah. Hey, this is Steve Gorman, and you're listening to Favaz on K-Sheet <laughs> yes, 95. Yes, he does. He already made fun of it. I should say the black crow. Wait. Hey, this is Steve Gorman of the Black Crows, and you're listening to Favaz on Keishi 95. I like the first one better. (laughs) 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 Okay. All right, yeah. That was uh, Steve Gorman. All right, yeah. He's a good drummer, man. He's a very good drummer and and a good person to talk to, and he's um, a really good guy. And and I'm going to text him here shortly and say, hey, coming up Friday, we'll be... uh, you know, I, I know he he's a podcaster, so he listens. Oh yeah, so he'll listen to this. And you say sure. he's in radio? Yeah, he uh, he's got a uh, radio show with a very attractive woman, uh, and um, I think it's on Sirius. I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Really, I, I, I don't remember. But but he knows his sports too. He used to have a sports show too. Oh really? So yeah. Wow, yeah. I had no mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm John Hewlett. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at S-T-L-U-M-A-N, S-T-L-U-M-A-N. And on Instagram, I'm Johnny Hewlett. And you can just follow me. Yeah. AMF. People do all the time. Yeah. Bye. The Casey Tapes with you, man, and Favaz. For more on the history of Casey, go to KC95.com or the Casey mobile app.